Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded okay, live. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to Rachel, mute. I think I'm in the car now. <laughs> yes, you are. And I'm going to mute you for a moment, but I will get back to you. I promise. Um... So I have uh, have Elizabeth uh, unmuted for a moment, just so I can you know kind of chat with her just a little bit. Um, this is a kind of a different conversation that I wanted to have today, and I wanted to have it with people who have purchased the goods and services that have interacted with me on that level, because in many ways they're the most precious to me. They're the ones who are most committed to trying this particular path as I've as I've defined it. Uh, and hopefully, if they will interact with me and let me know what's working for them, what's not working for them, where they are, and so forth, uh, it will g- give me a sense of what is necessary from this point on, what it is that I can create, what it is that I've done right, what I've done wrong, and so forth. So that's uh, a very useful conversation. I'm, I'm very grateful to all of you for, for being here. So, uh, Elizabeth, let's kind of start with you. Um, over the years, um, what would you consider to be the, the thing uh, uh, that you've interacted with me, the, the, the way that you've interacted with me uh, the most in terms of the different, different products and services, things like life writing and, and uh, the ancient child and so forth? What have you personally been engaged with? The fear technique, the spider technique. The fear technique. Okay. So the fear technique, I'm just going gonna, gonna to type that into the chat room. Fear technique, yeah, spider technique. And what is it about that technique that you found useful and that you have been able to uh, to utilize? Well, I'm no longer afraid of spiders. <laughs> but as I recall, spiders were sort of the test case. That was not the specific that thing. Yeah. That was. That was. So you used it on you used it on a different issue in your life, yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And. Was it effective on that other issue? I, it was. I am very happily in a relationship and like sex. Great, great. Because there's an awful lot of life that is tied to that aspect of our existence. And uh, when things happen that keep us from being able to tap into that just core flow of life, I, I think that we should remove those obstacles. So that is that is good. As As we go, I have lots of opportunities to speak with you uh and so we will get back to you quite possibly but what i wanted to do is to talk with some of the other folks that are on the line right now and then we'll we'll circle back around so um i let's see tom is that you tom barkley is that you yeah that's me okay so tom tell me you know, what is it that I can do for you? What is it that you've been working with? What is it that, you know, how you, have you been engaging? And what is it that I can do for you next? Or, or what, what would you like to communicate to me? Well, you, I'm going to start with a gripe. 
And okay, please. And then I'm going to tell you what what's good. Uh, one Saturday, or one, when you were doing the earlier Saturday sessions, you were probably more revelatory about what was going on in my life than was good. It would have been fine if I had decided to reveal those things about what I was working with. You mean on the air? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I know you meant well, but it set me back quite a bit. And that that's due to me, not so much due to you. Well, no, I, I can take responsibility for that. I'm, I'm extraordinarily sorry someone. about that. I was speaking with someone else or speaking in general, and I revealed some things that you'd said to me in confidence? You revealed quite a lot. About what I was about, what I what I'm wrestling with, what I was wrestling with. Yeah, it was like I say. I know you meant well, and it was. I realized afterward it was probably just an unguarded moment, and you forgot where you were. Because hmm. you and I had been talking weekly at that point. Did I, I use your name? Yeah, you and I were you and I were doing this. Okay. All right. And I had said Tom Franklin. Well, all I can do at the moment. Well, so first of all, I acknowledge that and I apologize for that totally. And I ask you, um, is there anything you can think of that I can do to make up for that? You don't need to. I'm the one who had to make up for it. But I had to get I'm still working on getting past those same issues. Right. So so that's for me to do. Um I mention it just because someone more fragile than me might take it a lot less well. You know, having a background in broadcasting, I know how things get said that aren't intended in some way or the other, and you can never foresee the consequences. Yeah, I mean, I not having access to the to the recording right now. I'm simply going to assume you're correct. I'm simply going to assume that. I said something or, or some group of things that were inappropriate and apologize, you know, completely. And if, you know, what I want to do is extend a, an invitation to you that if you can think of a way that I can make up for that, or compensate for that, uh, I I want you to know that uh, I really want to. Well, thank you. Uh, and on the bright side, you did a really good job of naming all the elephants, you know, the whole herd of elephants I have in the living room. Okay. And that, in its own way, was useful. But uh, as far as now, moving on from that, the group calls, are, I think, are very useful on their own. And possibly even a subset of calls for people who are going to come in new to life writing, new to the ancient child, or who will have come in for one or the other but haven't been exposed to the other. I think... One of the things that's hit me this year is you're getting busier and busier, and your professional life is getting busier, and you're getting more valued, and now is the time for you to invest more time in the business side of what you do. From my experience with the film industry, the television industry, and the publishing industry, this is the time when things turn or don't turn. Right, right. And I want you to... Successful. I want to see Stephen Tananarive up there in lights, and 
I want to make sure you take care of yourself at the same time that you're trying to do this good thing that you do. Well, I appreciate that very much. Um, the writing is not more important than my work with people. Uh, I, I, I want that, and I want to take that to a different level. So your critique of what happened before is, is critical. I, I deeply appreciate you being willing to be honest with me. You've never that. done it with anyone else that I've heard. I think okay. it's a matter of being in familiar territory with a familiar voice. Yeah, it, it could be that, but I have to I have to kind of factor that in. So the what you would like to see is calls that deal with the subsets of the different techniques so that people get to ask specific questions or interact about the uh, individual things like like ancient child or secret formula and so forth and so on. Would that be accurate? The things, you know, these would be people who are either total newbies who have had no contact with you and your methods before or who know one set of techniques but haven't touched the others. Got it. Got it. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me, and uh, I'm going to you know, write that down, and, and this is all being recorded, so I'll be able to go back through it and, um, and extract the, the most important points that people say. So thank you very, very much, Tom. You're welcome. Okay, and if you need to or have the desire to reach out to me uh, off the air and, and add anything or ask anything, please know that you are 100% welcome to do so, and I feel like, uh, feel like I owe you. Um, and I would like very, very much to make sure that you're okay. I'm okay, but thank you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, you know, we will hopefully continue this conversation at another time. And thank you very much, Tom. You're welcome. Okay. So, in East Maryland, is that Rachel? Is that Rachel in East Maryland? Okay, it's not Rachel in East. There's somebody in East Maryland. Who would that be? Oh, I suspect that's me. I have a uh, Baltimore number, 443. Okay. Yes, well, I don't don't see the phone number. How are you doing? It is is you. (laughs) You're the one I'm speaking to. So who is is this? This is Ben, Ben Okopnik. Ben? Oh, hi, Ben. How are you? Hey, I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. How about you? I'm doing fine. You still living on the boat? Uh, actually, um, these days I'm in an RV. <laughs> you're in an RV, I still, a boat, RV. I still so you're, have a boat. you're kind of a rambling guy. I, I am very much so. I still have a boat, though. But uh, you know, for for this winter and maybe another one, I'm in an RV down in Florida. Okay. So why don't you talk to me about what's going on in your life and what it is that I might be able to do for you? Well, you you kind of helped me launch in a direction a couple of years ago when uh, when, I, when I was sort of at the bottom of it, very much at the bottom of the cycle. And uh, that upward track has continued pretty well. Good. I, uh, for, well, I've been, I've been a consultant for over 20 years, but I sort of broke my pattern in that uh, I went to work for a company in California. I'm still doing exactly what I used to do as a consultant except now I do it sort of under their aegis in a much more challenging environment in a very interesting field, working with uh, big data. Uh, real, real exciting stuff from a lot of different perspectives. What is big data? It's, it's data analysis of really large-scale stuff. It's okay. things like um, we have, for example, tons and tons of medical data. You know, imagine, imagine that you're a doctor and you're 
having to work with some specific type of cancer. And there's a flood of information about it out there, but how do you focus on it? Where do you find the things that are of specific interest to what you do? And that's what this allows you to do. So as an so, example, there's a specific type of uh, women's breast cancer, and this is just one of the millions of things that's being done with this. Um, somebody built on top of the system an, an analytic system that allows the average clinic for about $20,000 to have a system that will analyze and identify that cancer, which was almost impossible before. So what were the, what would you like to share with us about what was going on with you and what has changed, what has happened, and how might I be of, of service to you at this point or moving forward? I mean, just, you know, just, or someone who is in your situation, I'm not asking you no. to, you know, specifically need me. Hopefully you don't, you know, but <laughs> in terms of, of the kinds of things that I can do to help people, what, you know, give me some feedback about what's going on uh, emotionally or tactically, strategically, and what you would like to see me do in the future. Well, here's, you know, I, I hadn't, actually thought about those before the call. I'm just kind of going with what comes to me now as you were asking this question. And that is at the time, you know, when somebody when somebody is at the bottom of a cycle, when things are heading south and not doing well, um, a lot of times your energy gets really scattered. You don't yeah. know the direction to move in because every direction seems to be some version of up, okay. surprisingly. And what you did for me was absolutely terrific. For the few months that we uh, that we were talking, you um, you you gave me a really good direction. You gave me help with making choices about which way to head. Uh, and those those are things that I could grab onto and focus on and and move toward. And it you know it it played out well. So I think that's actually one of one of your great strengths is that you're you're very good at finding out where the um hmm. let, me, let me let me cycle back on that effect it, okay something just hit me you you mentioned my living on a boat you, you do you do realize i don't know if you realize this you do realize that you were instrumental in getting me onto a boat in the first place right cruising sailing the world all of that no, I'm not sure that I am. <laughs> uh, see, you may, not, that, you may not recall this, but I actually I came out to your house many years ago when I was with Casey Bernay. Uh-huh. I came out to your house and I said, Steve, I have this dream. I want to circumnavigate. I want to sail the world, but I know I know nothing about sailing. I know nothing about boats. And you sat down with me. You you gave me your time, which I found to be incredibly valuable at that time. And um, sort of allowed me to focus my thoughts in a direction that allowed me to have a lot of leverage in getting to where I wanted to get to. And I ended up doing what exactly what I wanted to do. Well, that's a really good thing. So what, and I, I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to be of, of use to you <laughs> in that sense. Uh, do you find in life in general that you have a, uh, you have a difficult time giving yourself permission to do these things that really bring you joy? In fact, I generally do not. I'm I'm actually a very, very self-directed person. But those just happen to be the two times out of, I would say, possibly five, maybe four or five times in the last, like, 30 years of my life 
when I didn't really know which way to go. And Got you were there for two of those times. <laughs> okay, great. It almost now, happened about the first one. The I would guess that I probably said something along the lines of, you know, what would really, you know, make you happiest, and the rest of it is is tactics and strategy. You know, yes. what would you really want if you believed in yourself and you gave yourself permission to go after, you know, whatever it is that you want? I I want to to take a look at, at one of the the core things that I. Create. I mean, it's like all of this, all the teaching that I do, in, in in some ways comes is starts with the whole life writing concept um, that I came up with after my class at UCLA, um, where I realized in teaching a class on writing that it was possible to look at, at Joseph Campbell's model of the hero's journey as the path between yourself and any obstacle or any goal that you have. Uh, and that it, it therefore becomes a syntax. The the you know hero is confronted with a challenge. The mm-hmm. hero initially rejects it due to due to fear or lack of clarity. They're forced to or allowed to accept the challenge. They set out on the road of trials. They start taking actions. They meet allies and gain powers. Uh, they have their initial confrontations with evil in which they're defeated. So you have the dark night of the soul and that inevitable crash and burn that is just an absolute part of of what happens when we engage with with our goals, uh, and then the leap of faith, uh, which is faith always faith in one of three things: faith in yourself, faith in your companions, or faith in a higher power. And then, if you have taken the previous steps properly, then when you take the leap of faith, it's possible to move forward and confront that evil and be victorious and move to the next level, which point the pattern repeats. So in a lot of ways, everything that I've done has been matter has been an inquiry into, well, what resources, if that's a syntax, an order in which you have to organize resources, what what kind of resources are the most optimal patterns here? And so uh, that was kind of the beginning in a lot of ways, and everything connected to that. And every time I hit a sticking point in my own life and and you know about every seven years my life just blows up and i have to literally <laughs> put it put it all together again i mean it's like it's kind of amazing how predictable it is um yes. <laughs> every time i do that i'm at a different level and um last year you know several things have happened over the last over the last you know couple of years that made me realize that i'd reached sort of the end of one way of operating in life, you know, when I, uh, when my martial arts instructor promoted me to a uh, grandmaster status, I realized that this doesn't have to do with me being, you know, Billy Jack. It, it has to do with, with a request that I be of service to the world in a way that I have not up until this point. A, 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 a an encouragement to take that teaching thing more seriously and, and the work that I've done with myself and other people more seriously, which which leads to conversations like this and leads to, you know, looking at, at technologies like the ancient child and the five-minute miracle and the secret formula and the morning ritual and so forth as all being different aspects of some single thing that I'm, that I'm looking at. Um, with so, you, yeah. the... Steve, just just to, yes. just a quick interruption before I lose this. It was, sure. it was interesting to me as you were recounting this uh, journey that uh, Campbell had described, and it was it was an almost perfect echo of I had I had reread the Mahabharata just a little while ago, mm-hmm. 
And it was pretty much literally that whole perfect, perfectly laid out journey that, oh, sure. uh, that you had described. Of course, of course. That's because it's one life. Of the story. One of the oldest stories. Yeah. You know, it's, it's life. You know, any the, the the reason that 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 in, in my mind the reason why that pattern recurs is because we can see it. If you organize information into a pattern that's much different from that, we literally it's still information, but it's not recognized as a story. That we understand that you, in order to make anything happen, you have to you know there is a steady state. Something has to happen to create discomfort or create a, a sense of longing. There's going to be fear. As we move forward, you're going to need effort. You're going to need new resources and need to meet new people. You know, as you move forward, you're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face, and the way through that is is faith. So it's not it's it's not that that aliens came and gave a story. You know, it's that storytellers found out through trial and error that if they organized these events in this pattern, that it hit people on a deeper level. So. You know, it's of course you're going to recognize it, and I think that if you aim at too much specificity, as some of the people who analyze the hero's journey do, you know, they say, "Well, here, this is where you meet the goddess, and this is where you descend into the cave, and you know, you find the golden flower." Because you know, they found several different myths that did that, and that's interesting. But that means that if you don't find that particular thing, your model of it becomes almost useless. So that's one of the reasons why I've taken a more generalized approach. And even there, I mean, there are stories where the, the hero doesn't reject anything. You know, in a typical James Bond movie, he doesn't reject the challenge. He says, what's the job, sir? And he goes out and does it. So, you know, in all these things, you have to be flexible. There are things that we do that, that play you know, merry hell with any kind of a standard pattern that you, you try to force people into. But you have to be capable of, of sensing that there are, are rhythms to life. And that once you see those rhythms, then you can ask yourself, well, how have I been on this river before? How have I done this before? What resources did I use that time? And all I've, I've tried to do is to point those things out to people. So, you know, and what would you, as I move forward with my, my teaching, Ben, and, and, I, and I do these things in the future, um, if, what could I have done? If you imagine a younger Ben who encounters me, what could I have done that would have helped that Ben more efficiently and effectively? Um. Honestly, modeling modeling what had happened that one time uh, when you know when I came to your house to to try to resolve this thing. On by the way, Casey's advice. Now I'm mm-hmm. following this. Um, nothing. You you helped me precisely the way that I needed to get over that sort of last bump, that that extra push, that tiny little bit that gets you over the wall and gets you into that new aha, here's this new world, let me go ahead and move in this direction. Uh, you couldn't have done anything better at that point. You, okay. you did precisely the right thing. And well, if, if anything occurs to you, thank you. First of all, thank you very much, Ben. But if, if anything occurs to you, know that I'm really open to hearing that. I'm, I'm looking for answers right now. I mean, I often I, provide no, answers. I, but right now, I'm, I'm asking the people who have interacted with me to give me some feedback. So I... I know what it is I can do to be of greater service in the world. Uh, I'm so, very, very so, happy that I was uh, of use to you. So, so I think I think that 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 the question you're asking now contains its own answer. You're you're actually 
looking at something that I'm currently looking at myself is uh, I am at the moment working as a teacher, which is what I've done throughout most of my life. I'm uh, doing a lot of uh, seminars teaching people about big data and all the issues that pertain to it, you know, the Mm -hmm. ethical angles, all that stuff. But I have been sort of going back to the company that I'm working for and saying, look, I'm still... I'm still up for teaching. I love to teach. I love to do this stuff. But I also want to get involved in other perspectives. Let me let me see if I can tap in a little bit of sales over here. Let me see if I can do a little more uh, broad-scale travel and um, uh, presentations for communities and things like that. And I, I realized just a short while ago is that it's what I feel like is that I need to give more, that I need to provide more service and more um, more support for the world to reach out to a broader base of people. So I think that when you do, Ben, mm-hmm. I I think that when you openly state that your desire is to be of service, that it automatically demands that you open your heart more and you expand as a human being. And mm-hmm. I think that that is one of the core ways that we can progress because the leap of faith is you know faith in a higher power, faith in people outside yourself, faith in institutions and things that are larger than you that will outlive you. It's a way of tapping into strength. Um, so I, I absolutely uh, encourage you to pursue that line of inquiry. How can you be? How can you give yourself away more? Yeah. And you know I would love it you know, when you come to any conclusions about that. I'd love for you to drop me a line and let me know what you what conclusions you came to. Would you do that? Yeah, I, Thank I, you. I will do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Stay on the line, please. You know, we'll, we'll circle back around and so forth and so on. Let's kind of, I want to move on to the next person. Thank you. Um, there's a guest. It says guest three, and there's somebody on the line I have not spoken to yet. It uh, does not say where this person is from, and I don't see a phone number. So if everybody who's on <laughs> it's just so. so um, this, is, this is Rachel. It just turned uh, up. Ah, Rachel. It's because I uh, logged into the chat first. So okay. Hi, Rachel. And first. by the way, those who are not on the phone line but are on the chat, please feel free to um, to type in any requests you have, any thoughts you have, questions you would like me to answer. Uh, please feel free to do that. It would be, uh, be a wonderful thing because I'm, uh, I'm interested in what you have to say. So, Rachel, tell me a little bit about yourself, please. Okay. So uh, I, I – Jumped onto this call. I got your um, your invitation, and I thought this was just a really uh, generous way of you to use your time. And I wanted to uh, j- jump in and share what some of my experiences were. With I'd appreciate that very, very much. Please share with uh, us. I I came to a introduction to life work writing talk that you gave, and I'm not a writer. But uh, the, a lot of that material resonates with me uh, in other ways, and I've been following. Where, where was this? Uh, where was this talk that I gave? Do you at, remember? At a, at, at a region 2013. Okay. Yes. It was a science um, fiction convention. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so I've been on your blog, and I've uh, worked with the uh, 101 Days material, and I wouldn't say it's all like stuck or that I've done it by by the directions very well but uh, it, it's become it's an important part of, of a lot some of your techniques are very important to my life at this point and so would, would you share with us 
one or two of them that you feel have been most useful to you? The most useful things at the moment are the things are kind of grab and go. Uh, they are the five-minute miracle, trying to do that, really trying to do that five times a day. But even every so often, I just hear this little voice in my head that says, if you don't have one minute to catch your breath, you are fooling yourself. And yes, you know, excellent, that is, excellent. That is just like this little, and, and, and that's very useful. And also the action times goals times faith times gratitude, I work with that like daily. That's well, that's sweetheart. Then let me let me just tell you, if you will put out your goals and balance, you know, make sure you have a goal in terms of body, a goal with your finances and your you know your career, and a goal with your your personal life, your your emotional spiritual life, and you will take just a tiny step towards them. And you will do that five-minute miracle so that the stress that hits you is handled properly. Then you, you'll, you'll learn everything else that you need. Um, you, you will, I believe that we have the wisdom to accomplish the things that are close in our hearts if we don't let fear stop us. And if we're not afraid to actually ask for what we deeply, we most deeply want from the world. So I'm delighted to hear that those two things are, uh, are close to to you and have been very useful to you because they are they are very powerful and I hope that you will continue to do that and and if you run into any if you if you've run into any issues with them reach out to me. And well, what I was going to say is that the place where I can, uh, uh, consistently get stuck is yes, in, please talk to me. Is, is in establishing daily routines and yes. I see the value of that and they. I they arise for short periods of time and then they stay beneath the waves uh, as other things come up. And uh, this is a repeated pattern. So uh, yes. this, this is a place where I've, I go around and around. So I wanted to bring that up. Okay, and that's that's great. So the, the, before, even before you go on, the first thing is forgive yourself. That pattern is absolutely predictable. And laugh at it. If if when it happens, you can laugh at it and say, there I am again, and just get back up and start again. That's the attitude that you want. What you want to be careful of is the voice in your head that weakens you, that says, oh, you, you, you failed again, or you broke, you know, you broke your, your promises to yourself again, and denigrates you, sucks your energy, as opposed to simply noticing it. It's just data. It's just information. Oh, I stopped my process again. You know, I want to establish that morning ritual. Again, there are techniques that will help you increase your motivation to do it. But one of the things you have to be careful of are the things that will drain your energy by you know, using guilt and shame. So that's critical. You know, the, the idea that you want to do something every single morning, great. And there are many ways to do that, including simply rereading your goals. It doesn't have to be any more than that. Just, you know, have them on a three-by-five card or a piece of paper, you know, over your bed. First thing in the morning, you look at them and just remind yourself what your commitments are. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be a lot. But a little bit done regularly. And then you notice when you fall down and how long it takes you to get back up. And that, again, is just data. You don't turn it into an emotional meaning. It doesn't mean anything about you. It just means something about the path that you're walking, the obstacles that you're dealing with. And if you can deal with it, it's like, 
You know, the baby tries to walk, falls down. Baby looks at mommy. What do I think about falling down? If mommy says, good baby, baby laughs. If mommy has a shocked expression on her face, baby cries. And if mommy were to say, bad baby, you fell down, baby might never learn to walk. Mm. Mm. So the, the mommy, does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. That that resonates a lot. Good. Yes. Because you're the mommy, you know, for that little girl inside you. Right. You know, right. You, she needs your love. She needs your support. She needs you to know that she's doing the best she can at every moment of her life. She needs that, and if you can do that for her, she will reward you by giving you all the aliveness and creativity and love you could ever want. Forgive yourself for being less than perfect. Forgive yourself for being human. Can you do yep. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to sit with that for a bit. There were a couple other things I was going to say, but I want to sit with this for a minute. Okay, yeah, you sit with that for a minute. We'll circle back around to you, okay? Okay. Okay, great. Thank you so much for sharing. And we have a Din Marie. Din Marie? Yeah. On the line? Hi. Hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And um, I uh, had, I met you at a, uh, I think it was a Flow Fit. Oh. With Stephen Son- with, uh, Steven Scott Son- Son- yeah, oh, got, so they like okay. So were, were we both students there, or was I teaching something there? You were teaching something with Scott. It was oh, that would have been uh, that would have been the past workshop. It was at a hotel by the uh, L.A. airport. Yes, that would have been. So did you did you come out from Detroit for that? Well, I w- actually came from Louisiana for that. I was living in Louisiana for like twenty years, and I just moved back to Detroit about three years. Temporarily moved back to Detroit for three years. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. No, no. So, um, you know, first of all, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, I've oh, really thank enjoyed you for inviting those, me. <laughs> I really enjoyed doing those workshops with Scott. It Scott's one of great. my favorite people. Yeah, my my son actually told me about it because we both were big fans of your uh, your writing, and um, I I got the life writing course uh, after that and started on the lessons, but never really followed through. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So jump jump ahead a bunch of years, and I have a, I have a, I already have a regular uh, meditative practice that I do. Good. What, uh, what tradition? Uh, Isha yoga. Okay. It's, it's classical yoga, uh, meditation kriyas, and all that. And yes. Um, kriya, I, uh, are kriyas the hand uh, positions? Uh, kriyas are actually uh, energy practices that involve the breath. Okay. All right. Right. So visualizations, a, uh, muscle general, locks, things like that. Pardon me. Uh, visualizations, muscle locks, and things of that nature. I I honestly don't know how to describe it. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> but it's it's more classical hatha yoga, and then um, a lot of ancient practices that uh, uh, our guru said used to be available to the general public, but then became more and more limited as far as their their Availability. Uh, he said at some point people started making it only available to their inner circle, and he wants those things to be available to everyone. 
Well, see, you know, if I have, if there's one discipline that I think contains the most value that's available to the general public, it would be yoga. You know, yeah. everything you're looking for in your life, you can find a way to tie it into that physical breath meditative focus practice. It, it's absolutely. it's fantastic. It's absolutely, absolutely. fantastic. So I'm, 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 I'm so happy that you're on the line because now we can, we can talk about whatever it is that you're trying to do in your life. There's a way to use your yoga to help you get there. Well, it totally changed my life because I was just, you know, very – I practiced psychiatry for over 30 years, but just really close, um, very cautious, you know, not open. And it just changed everything for me and just made me able to go ahead and do what I wanted to do, which was to write and to act. <laughs> now I'm actually taking acting classes. I'm in a, a play, professional theater that opens – uh, March 3rd. I, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And I, I was just on an episode of a uh, television show uh, this past Monday night. And, uh, I've what, been what, what was the show? It was Fatal Attraction. Um, I, I played the mother of, of the murderer. <laughs> Wonderful. So, now, now what, here, here's what I'd, I'd, I'd like you to share with people. You okay. manifested a dream. You yes. had an intent, and you got there. So I would mm-hmm. like you to back up to the intent and tell us the process that you went through to get there. And to the degree that you can tie this in either with what you understand from yoga or things mm-hmm. that you got from me so that we have a vocabulary that, to help people understand. But see, you're a perfect – this is a perfect example. So please share with us. How did you do uh, this? It- well, I have to say, again, my son, my oldest son, is the one that led me to the yoga because okay. he kept saying, Mom, you need to do this. Mom, you need to do this. I said, I've been doing yoga for years. He said, no, you've been exercising. He said, I'm talking about the real thing. So that was the first thing that changed. I, so what um, was the difference between what you had been doing and what you began to do? I had been doing the so-called Americanized form of yoga, just doing all the postures and everything, and I came to learn that you can do yoga without ever doing an asana. Yes. Uh, asana I, is only one-seventh of yoga, I believe it is. Exactly. And just and more of a preparatory step for meditation. Yes. And, um, and so that was the first thing. And then um, I actually took a couple of trips to India. Um, wow. Which were, it's just really awesome. I um, had a lot of health issues that, kind of went away. Like that, well, I have to say they go away as long as I'm doing my practices regularly. and So tell us about your practices. And what I would like you to focus on is the difference between what you're doing now and what it is that you used to do. What help I used to help do, us to understand. What I used to do is I get up, I put on a video. I think it was, uh, I mean, I hate, I'm, it's nothing wrong with what I was taught. It was uh, total yoga. And sure. I would do that every morning. I was in great physical shape. But it did nothing to really address my anxiety, uh, depression, um, just kind of feeling isolated, isolated from everyone. And when I I took my first uh, class with Isha, it was like it, it was inner engineering, and that was the first time that I recognized um, how much we are a part of everything. It was a, it, it, there was a, uh, an inclusiveness that I didn't feel before, that I was not aware of. Before. So it was, it was that you had felt isolated, 
And through these practices, you began to feel connected to other people, to the universe? Connected to, all to of, everything. To everything. Okay. And what was the practice that helped you make that connection? Because that's part of faith. To be able to well, expand yourself beyond your, your body and your ego is, is one of the ways that we access that kind of strength. So if you can, if you can offer a suggestion, this well, could be a really wonderful thing to the people well, listening. It, the introductory thing with Isha was uh, it's called inner engineering, and what it is, it's a uh, it's a breath practice. But before you get there, you uh, you, you Sadhguru kind of talks to you about um, about your relationship to the world, and just kind of reminds us of a lot of things that that you may know on one level, but you've forgotten kind of, or you kind of brush it off. And he just puts it together in a way that I hadn't heard before that really resonated with me. Okay. Um, in that, um, I mean, he, everything from why vegetarian, you know, from a physical standpoint, and it's, and it's all about uh, the technology. And it was him talking about it as a technology, which was very appealing to my son, who actually has a Ph.D. in physics. And so... Um, for him as a scientist and me as a physician to be attracted to this, it had to make sense. Yes. And um, when he started talking about our energy and how, you know, these practices can actually change the way that you interact with everything around you, that was like, okay. And he says, well, don't believe what anybody tells you. Just believe what your own experience is. So he, he suggested practical experiments. Exactly. That allowed and, you to test for yourself so that your your logic could align with your heart and could align with what your body was experiencing. Very well put. <laughs> so yeah. so I ask you, I ask you, uh, in, in, with deep humility and sincerity, what is it that you would like to see me do that would help other people to the degree that the things that you learned from me were mm-hmm. useful to you? You know, what is it that I can do to help people more? Well, for me, uh, as a writer, I felt that uh, you're talking about uh, writing in a way that was truthful for you and uh, and how you get through so-called writer's block so that you don't really have writer's block. You just write about what you're experiencing and write your way out of that situation, whatever it was. And it's like you also you always have something to write about. Right. That was a big difference because I was always thinking, well, I was always a fantasy science fiction kind of person. It's like, well, how can I write about that? And then when I started, so my first short film is actually called Just Wait. I struggle with my weight because as long as I do my practices, no weight problems. As long as I eat right, no weight problems. So it's just like now when I, I just got out of rehearsal for a play, I'm there for from 6.30 to 11.00. Uh, every evening, so my eating habits are off and my yoga practice is off and everything is kind of off because I'm off my schedule, as the young lady said right before me. Right. Um, you know, it just really helps to kind of keep things in perspective and I can still and I still can sit down and write when I have a minute. I don't feel like I have to have large blocks of time to be able to accomplish anything. And it just kind of, it, it I've gotten to the point where I kind of just let myself be, just be, yes, without the judgment. To be able to be, and then do from that place of being, yeah, without 
judgment can be a real gift to yourself. Yeah, and I was there. I mean, just super critical of myself. You know, it was just ugh. When I look back on it, I'm like, how did I even get out of bed? <laughs> yeah, and sometimes sorry, you know, you know? It, once once you grasp how common that experience is, you know, and mm-hmm. how many people have that sense of not being able to forgive themselves, of not being mm-hmm. able to to connect with that sense of peace. It, it It's amazing that anybody can get out of bed in the morning. It yeah. really is. I mean, I have and, so and, much and love and respect for people. You know, at all those years of listening to other people and talking about these things, but I still couldn't let myself, couldn't excuse myself from those things. Okay. You know, and and once, once that that judgmental person just like my I, I actually took my first acting class because my I had a contract job that ended very suddenly. And mm-hmm. when I first started with uh when I took that acting class and I said something about, you know, well I lost my job and my instructor again, great guy, said, uh he said, You mean your job got out of the way so you could do what you wanted to do? I'm like, Wow <laughs> Yeah. That's exactly what happened. So are you in a position in your life where if you don't have a job, it causes, you know, problems in terms of your living space, food, things of this nature? Oh, absolutely, because I'm, 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 I'm 60 years old, and mm-hmm. I'm, um, I've been single since, I, since my, I think, since I was 26. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, if I don't take care of myself, no one else is going to do it. Absolutely. But, but I just felt like, you know, if I, one of the things I grew would always say is if you're just making a living, you're not living. And so my lifestyle has changed. I mean, I'm not driving a Mercedes. I'm driving a raggedy 1998 Beetle, you know, but I have, my kids even say, you've never been happier. And I have. There you go. There you go. I'm finally doing what I want to do. So let me, let me kind of try to take a look at this. Um, the Dalai Lama says that the, the meaning of life is to be happy. Now, yep. I, that comes as close as I've ever heard language get to describing mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. So you, the, the secret formula says that you, you, know, you have clear goals, you have faith that you, you can and should reach them, you're taking constant action, and you live every day with a sense of gratitude. In other words, joy. What do you have Absolutely. to feel joyful for? Because if you do that, you start the day winning you're mm-hmm. you're you're winning because we both yeah. know that there are people with millions, hundreds of millions of dollars who are miserable. Yeah, they they've sacrificed everything, or mm-hmm. people in relationships who are miserable. It's That's much right. better to be happy and by yourself. That's Infinitely right. better to be happy and by yourself. So no, no. <laughs> with you, absolutely, the wrong person will poison it. you. So you have to you have to be willing to start with that sense of love and mm-hmm. then ask yourself what will make you happy and then find ways and if you've raised your family mm-hmm. you know you've 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 fulfilled that part of your function your job from this point on in your life is to be happy mm-hmm. and to show them by your example you can be happy but primarily for you for for that you know what I refer to as that little girl inside you right to be happy and you found things that make you happy. Now, if you find ways to monetize that, that's your business. You right. Know, because making money is a matter of marketing and sales, not talent. Right. 
You know, as yeah. long as you're doing, as long as you're in an arena in which people are getting paid, if you can figure out well, how do I get into the top twenty percent? Actually, how do you stay out of the bottom twenty? Stay out of the bottom twenty percent, and you're probably going to make a living. You know, well, because it's, if, it's amazing because now I'm. I mean, I'm not working for free anymore. I'm getting paid to act, and you know, I'm getting yes. calls. Casting directors now saying we want you to audition for something. I mean, they still like oh, to audition. You. I'm not at that point where they say, well, you know, you just come on in. But well, what I would love for you to do is is take a look at the spiritual practices that you've been doing, the okay. physical practices that you've been doing. If mm-hmm. you would write up a little little statement for me about how you got from where you are to being this happy, healthy, making money, doing your dream that you are today. Okay. I would love to take what it is that you're doing and what you've done in reference anything that you learned from me that has been useful, but also any other things. And just let me learn from you so that I can pass okay. this on to other people. Would you do I'll that for me? I would love to. I would absolutely love it because I am so happy for you. I'm Thank so you. happy for you. This is this is critical. I hope everybody who's listening to this grasps how important it is to be willing to let give yourself permission to be happy. My God. You know, it's yeah. it's heartbreaking to me how few people do that. What's well, if you if there was one thing, just one thing that you wanted to um to say in connection with happiness and health and self-love and pursuing your dream, if there was one key thing that you wanted to offer to the listeners, what would that one key thing be, Denmarie? It would be to say, go for it. You know, if that's what you want, go for it. I mean, why not? Absolutely. Why not? not? That's that's the only thing. Why not? And and when I I wonder now, in retrospect, why did it take me so long? And it was because I I was afraid because I was making so much money you know, and I, and that's why the teacher said I, I, uh, my job got out of the way because I was never going to, I know I was never going to be able to voluntarily walk away from the income. See, here's what happens. People can operate either out of fear or out of love. And mm-hmm. first, you know, because because fear, you know, the things we're afraid of can kill us. And so it really does make yep. sense that those things hit us most deeply and most sharply. And it makes perfect sense. There's nothing wrong. With it. So our parents and the outside world, if they love us, will often warn us more about the things that we're that we have to be afraid of than help right. us find the things that we love. Because the first thing is you've got to survive, and your children mm-hmm. have to survive. So it's mm-hmm. make a living. There's, that is not a joke. It's not being petty or venal or it's anything real. other. It is, it's real. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. It's real. Once you have learned how to make a living, then it is reasonable to start asking yourself more questions like, what will help me be happy? And mm-hmm. how can I move with integrity from the position of being able to support my family, make my way in the world, to a position where I am just happy when I wake up in the morning. And solving that becomes part of the adult puzzle because what you've now done is you've created a space in which that little girl inside you gets to dance Mm -hmm. and have fun and have people applaud and tell her that Mm -hmm. she's wonderful and beautiful. And how does it feel when these people call you up and say, we want you and we're willing to pay for it? How does that feel? I'm just like, my mouth is hanging up. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I, I'm I'm laughing, but I mean that is it's, it's like a joyful thing. And um, for instance, one of my friends just patented this product, and we've been talking about it for two years. And he got his patent, and he wanted to do the commercial. I said, "Well, let me do the commercial, and 
you know, let's, you know, let's figure out what the budget is, and then I could call all these actors that I know that are good but starving, and I divided up the money that he was willing to pay to do the commercial, you know, and so he got something out of it. Everybody got a paying job, and then I said, and then when you when it's running, then you get the, you know, you get the footage for your demo reel. So it's it's a it's a win win for everybody. Right. And it's just that kind of thing, you know, just to, you know, to make sure I try to again that inclusiveness. You well, know, you know, you you, you were willing it. to go all the way to India to learn the things that you needed to learn in order to live your life on your terms. You deserve mm-hmm. to win. I mean, we all deserve to win, but you you're a fighter. You were willing to fight for your dream. You are exactly the kind of person I love talking to. Well, thank you. I, I understand you. <laughs> you know, you're just like me, kid. <laughs> Is there anything I can do for you? Talking, talking about meeting your wife and winning over her family. I just, I remember everything that you said when I. It was just awesome. I'm, I'm telling you, it was, it was great. Oh, thank you. Is there anything I can do for you? <laughs> Well, I'm still going to send you my script to read. I haven't taken taken advantage of that yet. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. That's fair yeah. enough. Please do. And, and, and do write your story down. Take a look at the things that you think are the most important things that helped you. Okay. All right? Would you do that right. for me? I will do it. Thank you. Okay, you bet. Stay well, out. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cl- click you off right now, but, you know, okay. stick around. Okay, thank I you. I will. Ah, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Richards. Ah, good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning. So we've had several people sharing with us what has been happening in their lives. And I've been, my nose has been up against the tree. So I I don't have a long view on what's been said. Do you have any perspective on any common threads in what has been said here? You know, what what I got out of everyone talking was hope. I got hope. You know, that that the dark night of the soul in in every one of these is there was hope. You know, when you don't have hope, you can't even get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know, faith, hope, gratitude, a sense that tomorrow can be better than yesterday. You know, those things keep us going. They keep us alive. Well, I, I you know, there's a comment that, that you have spoken of as awake adults. And I have to say, sometimes, given the political situation, what's happening in the world, with ISIS, it gets overwhelming. Yes. And yet each one of these people talking was a beacon of light. Everybody who's been on this call has shared some darkness and some light. And in one particular case, it was a gentleman who did me the extraordinary honor of criticizing me personally, of pointing out a way in which I had fallen short of my own commitments. To to be willing to stand up and say that is the kind of, not just courage, it's the kind of gift that is critical, that I I have hope that I can find the right way within myself to contribute to people. And I cannot do that unless I can see the areas in which I fall short of that. I hope, I pray for the kind of feedback that makes it possible for me to grow. I mean, I've been willing, the lady who was willing to travel to India 
to learn how to hook mm-hmm. her mind and her heart together with her body. She was already working with her body. She already had financial security. What she did not have was joy. And she mm-hmm. was willing to travel to the other side of the world to find joy, to find a teacher who could knock a hole, put a, a crack in her cosmic egg, knock a, knock a hole in her ego, and say, this is what you need. That the, the job that she had been programmed to believe would, would take care of her need. It, it deals with fear, but it also prevents the love. It prevents her from connecting with the things that she loves. She had to remove the very tool that she'd used to create security in order to find joy. And that is very hard for human beings to do. It's so easy to become complacent. And you hardly even notice that, that your heart is getting nibbled away. You know, just yeah, one little day at a time. And, and heard hope. I just heard hope. Yes. And, and showing others. Um, being a beacon. And, and so hers, her story gave me hope. The gentleman who's doing big data, uh, man, as you know, my my day job. Yes. um, He also gave me hope. Everyone gave hope. You know, all I can hear is the Pandora box with hope being the last item in her box. Oh, that's nice. It's a nice visual. Yeah. And and I, I am concerned, you know. Good people can differ politically. But I do have hope for our world now. I mean, I always have, but every every day when I hear these stories, when I see the good that is, is coming on an individual level, I believe that our consciousness as a group will make things better for everyone. Superb. Wonderful. I'm going to circle back around to the callers and see whether or not they have any thoughts that they wanted to add in, in addition, because they've given me a lot to lot to chew over here. I love. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad for everybody who called in. I mean, I need I need opportunities like this to just kind of connect with people and and see what's mm-hmm. what's needed. So I'm going to circle uh, back around. Before you do, I, yes. I do like the idea that we have a call, maybe one you know one topic. And let's say that we talk about uh, the secret formula. Right. And that's what we talk about in in one of these. I thought that was an excellent idea. Well, I think we can do that. We can do that. Um, and we will do that. So um, let's see. Uh, East Maryland again. You there? Hello, East Maryland. Okay, East Maryland is not. A, it was uh, uh, East, East Maryland is indeed here, except I had my phone muted as well. <laughs> okay, so um, did you have any follow up thoughts? Um, and because uh, I would love to address that. Um, nothing, nothing of the particular came up for me. I've just been listening to everybody, and a lot of times just sort of nodding my head along with, yeah, yeah, oh. I, yeah, that experience works for me. Well, that's fantastic. And if when we're <laughs> off the air, you have a thought of something you would like to ask from me, please do me the honor of extending that thought to me so that I can address it. Would you do that for me, Ben? Yes, Stephen. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay, great. And Tom, how you doing, buddy? Still here. <laughs> good, good. And once again, I wanted to thank you very, very much for calling me out. This was that is critical. It is critical that I hear things like that. Okay, 
Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Is there anything I can, you know, anything else you wanted to add? Anything else you wanted to say today? Well, I've got a lot of shoveling to do to get out of this hole. Okay. But the most important thing that occurred to me as I was listening to one of your other callers was I just realized how close the words experience and experiment are. Ooh. In terms Ooh. of in terms of root and structure and how they connect, that has never occurred to me before. If and you I'm, wrote a, uh, a blog post on that and what what's coming up for you, I would love to see what you what what comes out of that because it sounds like the kind of thing I'd want to share. Well, I'd have to start a blog, but it's oh, oh you could do it on Facebook. You're on Facebook. Yeah, do it, but, but do it on your Facebook page and link it and 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 uh, call me and and link me to it. Would you please? Okay. I'd I'd love to hear what you had to say about that. I can do that. All right. Excellent. 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 Thank you. Okay. Let's see what's next. So we have guest three. You have a tactical question. Yeah. Uh, so this is. I, so you often talk about like three things get them in balance: body, relationships, and your and your work, your creative work, whatever that is. Um, and. This is this is something that comes up for me all the time when I'm trying to apply that. My creative work takes place on the side. This happens for many people. It's not what, how I support myself. In my day right. job, I'm lucky to have that this situation where that is also something that gets a lot of my heartfelt attention and is a creative source for me as well. And... I often, I often feel that trying to apply your, the triangle, the model that you present, that when I try to expand it into a square instead of a triangle or something, the whole thing feels kind of off balance. Not okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you a little stable. story. Um, I, my mind thing, my career thing was always my writing, uh, and I made a ton of money writing, and I, I continue to get paid very, very well for it, but I never held on to it. I never saved it. I never invested it. I always had this sense because the kid part of me was the part of me that earned it. And so the kid spent it too. It, it takes the adult to realize that you need to save these things. So I literally, at, after a number of very close friends pointed out to me the fact that I had been walking this, this tightrope for decades, that I needed to separate my my mental discipline, which is my career, from my finances. And I needed to have four things instead of three. I don't know if that's necessary for everyone, but I do know it's necessary for me. So I know that it is perfectly possible to have a square. Perfectly possible to have a square. And that, that if you if 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 you look at your art as being the thing that you're doing for self expression, it touches your heart as well as it's, you know, as it's a mental expression, and then your job is a thing that you do to keep, you know, to, to hunt and gather, and then you're taking care of yourself physically, and you're taking care of yourself emotionally in terms of your love for yourself and your love for a relationship, a square is a perfectly fine basic geometric form. All I really wanted to say is make sure you've got those basic three covered. If you expand to more, that's fine, but make sure you've got the basic three covered. So you've simply expanded to four, and four, a square is perfectly sound. So, Just care about all of them. You remember, our minds can handle seven plus or minus two pieces of information at a time. 
Four is well within that structure. So what we want is to have few enough things to concentrate on that we can get it at kind of an unconscious level. We kind of really feel our way into it. Does that make sense? It it does. And okay, I okay. Uh, another thing that I'm gonna another thing I'm gonna have to sit with. I feel like I've tried to do it that way. So I've tried to write out the goals and so forth in that way okay. and uh, felt it to be uh, oh I feel I felt like it keeps uh, stretching out of shape in some way that I have can't really okay let me ask you a question let me ask you a question your art is your child self your job is your adult self are your child and your adult in alignment with each other do they understand each other? Does your child understand that sometimes the adult has to go to work? And does the adult understand that the child has the right to play? Because that's your inner family. And they're going to have to be at peace with each other. They're going to have to love each other and support each other. Because, you know, it's like the, part, the adult part of us will go down into the coal mines to support our family. And all we ask for is, you know, when we get home, our kids climb up in our lap and hug us and say we love you. So right. there has to be a unity between the part of you that wants to play and the part of you that does the work. And to understand that each has its function, the child part of you provides all of the energy, the aliveness, the creativity in life and is precious beyond words. And the adult part of you takes care of the adult world. These are not in conflict with each other. I, th- I, I, I guess, I, I guess where, where it goes, where I feel like it's a stretch is where the day job it gets gets to feel like creative play sometimes too and then then it's harder to put that i mean that's lucky in many ways oh, it's a wonderful lucky. thing but so if, if for instance but, if you can you can you if when your job starts feeling like fun all that's happening there is you're becoming more aware that's a wonderful thing is there some part of you that almost feels guilty if your job is fun no, I think there's some part of me that thinks, I think that what I feel happens is that the more fun, the more job is is fun, the less time and also the less drawn I am to the art, and then that's frustrating. I see. So there is a little a little battle there. So what I, I, I want you to do is, do you meditate at all? A little bit, yeah. Not okay, so there, but yeah. there's that process that I call the ancient child, which is basically I want you to begin to, you know, get, if possible, get a picture of yourself at five or six years old, you know, young, carefree, you know, relatively carefree. You know, there is some age at which the oldest age you were when life was still just felt wonderful, you know, and just, you know, without any problems that you can remember. And visualize that part of you, you know, within yourself. Mm-hmm. And the other side of it is the ancient you, the old woman that you're going to be on your deathbed. And your job as an adult is to move between the, the, the joys, the dreams, the energy that you had in childhood and the ultimate values you will have on your deathbed and to satisfy the demands of the adult world while being in alignment with both those things. So what you want to do is, there are two things that are primary to do here. One is simply to make contact with that little girl inside you and hear what she has to say. 
I would suggest that once you can visualize her, have her write you a letter. You what are you right-handed or left-handed? Left-handed. Right-handed. Okay. Have her write you a letter, use your left hand to write it. And just okay. see what comes out. Because the answer is already inside you. There's some conflict between work and play. Because that little girl is going to want to do things that are pure play. And if work is getting fun, you know, she's saying, well, Mommy, you know, you need to come home so that I'm safe and I can play. Mommy wants to have some fun at work. You know, baby wants to play. There is a conversation that needs to be had between the two. You need to hear clearly what she's saying to you. The answers are already there. You just don't have them at the conscious level. So will you, will you do that, and then will you reach out to me and let me know what she said? Okay, yeah, sure. Great. I would love to hear that. I would love to hear that. Is there anything else, dear? Um, that's, all for, that's all for right now. I mean, I think those are two very helpful thoughts I've gotten. Superb. Thank you. All right. Thank and thank you, you so much, much for being on. Awesome. And let me – I got one. I think that your, uh, your writing the, – the writing that you do in your blog is just incredibly generous and useful stuff, and I just want to say thank you. There You're are so welcome. You're incredibly welcome. Okay. And so thank you. Okay. Did Marie? Did Marie, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. So I wanted to ask you if you had any more questions or requests of me or anything else that came up while other people were speaking. No, just that this has been really awesome. I'm really, really happy I got back in time to join in. I was afraid that I was too late because I had rehearsal. So I'm really happy. Oh, wonderful. And, you know, best of luck to you. Would you send, if you get a, a review that is interesting, I would like to see it. Okay, great. Okay, you do and that for me? I just wanted to say that the subject matter of the play is about uh, to highlight the plight of uh, female veterans and how many of them are homeless. And so the play is about homeless female veterans living on Skid Row in L.A. You have any idea how important it is? You know, art can change the world, darling. Absolutely. Art is critical. Art is important. And bless your heart for working on something that's actually going to make a difference to some of these courageous women who just wanted to serve their country. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're doing a good thing. Thank you. I'm having fun doing it, too. And to when you can do a good thing and have fun at the same time, now <laughs> you understand. Now you exactly. got it. Good for you. Okay. Well, bless thank your heart. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Elizabeth Richards. Um, so this has, been, this has been good. I'd forgotten how much fun I have just having these chats um, because it's so easy to get get caught up in, in the work part of things. You know, whether it's it's the writing work or it's the work of building a business to, you know, the infrastructure. But it's critical to just make contact with people. So we want to do this more often. I agree. Okay. So listen, I would like to I'm gonna get into my day. Thank you everybody for being a part of this. Happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. Um and just, you know, I'd like to to close out the session today, like I always do, with the Sanskrit expression that means that the divinity within me salutes and acknowledges the divinity within each and every one of you. Always namaste. Thank you for joining me. Take care, and I'll be back soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.